some of this, Michael. Be one of us. I said, I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains. No way in the hallway. Welcome back to the Spook House. Got my friend Doug here yet again. Uh, we were just discussing Kid Rock and his latest song, We the People. Um, Unfortunately. Yeah. Funny enough, he's coming to Raleigh in June, and I'm 90% sure me and a couple of friends are going to go. Like, just uh, kind of like infiltrate you know like okay just to just go into it and people watch the other half lives yeah i mean kid rock is a t- okay i will go on record and say kid rock is a talented man i had devil without a cause from 1999 it was a good album he can do a lot of things he's a talented dude but what the fuck happened like I'll I'll tell you what happened. He found out that oh, if I pander to this uh, to this audience, uh, it's a cash cow, and that's what he's doing. <clears throat> oh, that that new song is straight up. There's no lyrics. It's just buzzwords. The chorus is "Let's go, bread." <laughs> I couldn't believe they actually like hit record and chanted that and put it down and distributed it to the public. That is just awful. In bad taste and pretty fucking terrible. Like, and also the conflicting message in the fucking song. He's saying love and unity and peace, but like fuck Fauci in the song. Like, what? What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, and I just saw a news headline this morning that said he will refuse to play shows anywhere where there's COVID protocols. But he's vaccinated. He's also from a. Uh, he- Kid Rock was born rich, by the way. Have you ever seen the house he grew up in? I don't it's think like I've a, ever saw the house, but he lived in Detroit. In a fucking mansion. <laughs> There's like an aerial photo of the house he grew up in. It's like, you know, 10 bedroom mansion. And he's. Yeah. yeah that really dude's a. Play up that white trash. Yeah, man. Well, hey, he's. uh, We're talking about him. So I guess something's working. <laughs> Dude, I vibed out to a bunch of Kid Rock back in uh, back in the heyday of Ball with the Ball. And uh, hey, hey, man, the that that video was a game changer. That was, a, you know, dude, you put that song on now, I'll blast that shit right now. But I will. Rock. Yeah. <laughs> what a good what? way to start off a podcast. Welcome to Hot Ones, where we talk about Kid Rock and. Yes. I'll, I'll, put, I'll put on the bucket hat right now. You could be Sean Evans. I'll be Kid Rock. Well, of course I'm Sean Evans. That's my father, didn't you know? Obviously. You you guys have been separated at birth. I'm still demanding birth certificates. I need to see what's <laughs> happening. 
You may know my next guest from a zany Instagram horror post. Perhaps you've heard his musical project, Dapper Ghost. He recently launched a clothing line called Glorified Garbage. Oh, my God. You may know him as Doug Supernatural, but here on the show, we know him as our friend Doug. Everybody say hi to Doug. All, all the cameras, this camera, this camera, this camera. <laughs> that, you, you've done your research. Well, I, I mean, I watched the show. So. <laughs> so it's a fire show, pun intended. Yeah, yeah, it's a good show. We'll do the hot sauce challenge. Sometime. We need to. We need to. It's a yeah. must. Somebody should make a show where it's like hot ones, but they just bring on horror celebrities. And that would be kind of a ripoff, but kind of awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I mean, people would watch it. Exactly. Like, imagine like Jamie Lee Curtis trying the bomb. That'd be great to see. I would. <clears throat> I would love to see JLC crazy, sexy, cool on <laughs> on hot ones. That would be pretty cool. Did you just reference TLC? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, no, no idea. Didn't grow up in the 90s at all. <laughs> no, I don't know what you mean. Um, <laughs> hey, who's your favorite member of TLC? Left Eye, obviously. Come on. RP. Okay. Not a chili kind of guy? I like me some chili, but Left Eye burning down people's houses, that's the ultimate roast right there. Like you really can't compete with that. Remember when she wore a straight up condom over her eye <laughs> as a fashion accessory? That, that was, was cool. That was, yeah, that was Lady Gaga before Lady Gaga. Left Eye was the original creator of public craziness. I think she's the, the one and only to rock a condom in the package over her eye. That's that's hasn't been done before or since. No, that's a first and last. Yeah, somebody somebody should bring it back though. I feel like you should start your next next episode with that. Hey, maybe I will. Um, shout out to TLC. Shout out to Trojan. <laughs> shout out to Trojan. Sponsor the show, please. <laughs> we we need those sponsors. How do you get sponsors? I want sponsors. Give me Blue Chew. Give me a uh, a, a good mattress company. There's like a million to choose from. Sattva, take all the your mom's house. Uh, Sattva, purple. Um, you know, I feel like if you just reach out to them and email them and say that you have a podcast and you want to be a I don't know if you pay anything. There must be some kind of cross promotion. I've looked into it before, and mm, I forgot all the the steps of it. <laughs> but maybe one day I'll get some sponsors on the show. Hey, if anybody listening has something they want to, uh, you know. Work out some deals, baby. I'm all ears. Contact Sean Evans. <laughs> Hot Ones could sponsor the first horror version of Hot Ones. I can get down with that. I mean, he's your dad. He has to let you in the family yeah. business a little bit. Yeah. Got to make daddy proud. <laughs> um, so, Doug, we are going to talk about some news topics. And we are going to watch some trailers. We're going to have them up here on the screen so everybody at home watching, no need to, you know, pull up anything. We gotcha. You know, there's not a whole lot of news happening. In the horror uh, world, yeah. I haven't really heard much besides that movie, that movie X. Uh, yeah. By T-West, which, which looks really dope. Uh, Ty, Ty West? 
Oh, is that how you say it? Yeah, T right. was. <laughs> That's his rapper name. I just looked at it. I was like, T.I. 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 West. T.I. West. went from hip-hop mogul to horror movie director. Well, I had that trailer fired up, so we're going to watch that one, too. All right, let's fucking go. And yeah. uh, and Jamie Lee Curtis apparently is filming. Uh, she's on set for Halloween fucking ends possibly halloween ends uh yes they are filming this one in georgia i thought it was kind of weird uh that they announced a trilogy they shot the first one in charleston south carolina the second in wilmington north carolina and the third in georgia what gives they just love dude everything films down south now yeah there's so much land so much space yeah, why are they like bouncing all over though? Well, they don't film in fucking New York, I'll tell you that. Hmm. They film in Canada and claim it's New York. That's true. Yeah, you see a lot of that. Or even like the uh your your, your favorite Spider-Man movie. It's in New uh, York, but like they don't film in New York. Yeah, those are just CGI buildings probably. That look super real. Yeah, what's the, have they ever filmed a movie in Long Island? I'm sure they have. What's like the best movie representation of Long Island? Uh, Is there one? Like actually set in Long Island? I guess like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. That was in Long Island? Yeah, they have the whole thing like Meet Me in Montauk. Oh, I haven't seen that in a while. I love that movie though. Yeah, it's a great. I honestly haven't seen it in so long either. And also, Stranger Things is based on like some like weird experiment stuff in Montauk. Like it was supposed to be filmed and set in Montauk, but they changed it and filmed it in Georgia. Huh. I've I've heard of Montauk in the uh, conspiracy Montauk? circles. Yeah, there's a. It's like a, it's very like rich uh, area. Like a lot of people go. A lot of celebrities go there for. Uh, they have like summer houses and, and shit like that. Uh, uh, me and my friend, uh, we went to see Maya Hawk out there for Labor Day in 2019. Uh, Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawk's daughter, uh, which is pretty cool. And uh, they played this place called the Stephen Talk House, which apparently like Paul McCartney has played there. Mumford and Sons played there. It's like this little fucking music venue slash bar. And it's just like, it's kind of like an unplugged session type of deal. Like the stage is really low to the ground, very tight space. But we were standing next to Uma Thurman, and we Whoa. were freaking the fuck out. Like we were just waiting for Maya Hawk to go on stage, and we were just standing there. And then my friend Joe, turn. I see him like turn around and like get whiplash and turn back to me, and he's like, "Yo, Uma Thurman's like right there." And I looked and I was like, "I'm gonna shit myself." <laughs> she was she was just there, just hanging out. Supporting your daughter. Yeah, that's cool. Did you uh, muster up the courage to speak to her? So bad, I wanted to. I wanted to. Yeah. I wanted to be like the fucking bride, Pulp Fiction, everything. Oh my god! But I didn't. I yeah. She would have been like. She would have been like. Yeah, I fucking know. Yeah, I know. She would have been like, "What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing out here?" I feel like that's how I would be with most celebrities. I'm like, they don't want to talk to me. I'm just gonna. So, some know. of them are pretty nice. I mean, I feel like if you're a celebrity or an actor or artist or whatever, you sign up for that. You have to be prepared for people to come up to you because your work means 
like that much to someone for you for even if it's just like i mean I guarantee they probably get a lot of creeps that are like talking like this close to their face and like mouth breathing all over them yeah like if you just say like hey what's up like i appreciate your work like i'm a fan whatever that's cool and yeah like, that's you go to a lot of horror cons have you ever had uh you know you don't have to spill any beans here but have you ever had any run-ins where you're like hmm didn't enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, two on, two of them. One was you don't, have, you don't you don't have to say if you don't want to, but I'll, no, I'll, I don't care. Okay, uh, one of them, and and this guy gets talked about being like a nice guy, and I was like, I maybe he was having a bad day, could have been an off day. It's not even like a horror guest. It was uh, I met mankind, Mick Foley. Really? Yeah, uh, he lives out in Long Island too. Um, Huh. He was at Comic Con, and I, he's like one of my favorite wrestlers. So me and my friend met him. He was literally he was signing autographs, talking to his agent, looked up for a picture, didn't acknowledge you, didn't say anything, just signed signed the picture, talked to his agent as he was doing it, and I was like, hey, like you know, whatever, whatever I said. Yeah, and he just like didn't care. I'm like, oh, all right. You're That's a bummer. Or you're a dick. Uh, yeah, it was whatever. I got an autograph from him and a picture. <laughs> um, and then the other one was kind of, kind of my fault. So I don't know if you do. You watch The Walking Dead? No, I tried to. <laughs> okay, it wasn't for me. <laughs> Noted, and I will definitely. Uh, yeah, it definitely has its audience, and a lot of people think it's cringy. It's the young and the restless with zombies. Exactly. <laughs> as the world turns i mean you pretty much summed it up yeah it's, it's a zombie it's a, it's a soap zombie opera or something mm -hmm. um but there was this dude uh his real name is jeff cober he was in like the new girl he was in sons of anarchy uh did you watch sons of anarchy no i missed that one you should watch it it's well if you don't like zombie soap operas you might not like this one because it's a soap opera with motorcycle gang okay much. I mean, it's fucking good <laughs> Uh, there was one actor, and I saw him. I was in the lobby of the hotel. Like, things were wrapping up. It was, like, 7 o'clock or something. And I saw him, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, should I say something? I was by myself. And I, I accidentally called him. First offense, I accidentally called him by his character name. Uh. Which, which I was like, fuck, I know, and I know his real name. And I was like, hey, like, I'm a big fan. I loved you in Sons of Anarchy and Walking Dead. Can I get a picture? He's like, you're really supposed to do it in the convention hall i'm like yeah can i just get a quick i'm like hey. <laughs> yeah because <laughs> obviously you pay to like meet people but like i saw him and i just thought you could just take a quick picture he took a picture begrudgingly and then other people bombarded him and i was like oh man <laughs> so he was probably he's like this fucking kid and that was that was like mm. six years ago or something like that but he was—he was a he wasn't outwardly a dick, but you could tell he was a little, little on edge. He just wanted to go up in his hotel room, jerk off to USA Network or something, <laughs> to some silk stockings. <laughs> <laughs> Had to throw on the silk stock. <laughs> some people know what we're talking about—the real ones, the twelve percenters. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I love staying in hotels. Doug, are you ready? You know what? I have a 
nobody wants to hear my Tom Savini story. So we'll. No, no. Yes, we do. We <laughs> well, so this one's weird because if you just go on Google, type in Tom Savini, bad experience, you'll get a whole plethora of stories. Some people say he's a sweetheart. Some people say he's a fucking asshole. Uh, when I. When I met him in 2007, I think I've told this story before. Uh, he just kind of like the mankind thing. He just acted like he yeah. couldn't give a shit that like, hey, man, uh, like your work. Really good to meet you. And there was nobody at his table. I was like one of the first surprising. first patrons of the day. I think it was like at the very start of the convention. And uh, he was just like. Yeah, whatever. Uh, here you go. No, no eye contact. I'm like, all right, that was very cool. But I was with uh, my girlfriend at the time. This is like 15 years ago. Uh, when she met him right after me, he perked right up. Like, oh yeah, these are. Uh, I've I've done all these movies. Uh, here's some of my the the mask I've made. And yeah, oh, you want a picture? Okay. And, it was like, hmm, okay. Did he react like that to every other woman that came up to the table? Because that might have been a trend. Uh, uh, I'm sure if you do some digging, there are similar stories that corroborate that kind of thing. <laughs> but my brief run-in with him was eh, kind of a fucking asshole. I mean, total legend, you know. Yeah, obviously. Whatever, but I didn't have a great experience. Oh. Would you, would you meet him again to, rede to redeem yourself? No, because <laughs> back in 2007, I think autograph prices were, they were very reasonable. They were like 20 bucks and you get a picture. Yeah. You know? I like these, that nowadays. Yeah. These days it's like a hundred bucks for the autograph, 150 for an autograph and a picture. It's like, no, I'm not. Hey, Kane, Kane Hodder still still is like twenty bucks. Really? Yeah, and he's Never. like he does like in costume photo ops, and it's like fifty bucks for that. Makes sense because he's all in like makeup or whatever. Sure, but like I don't know. I feel I feel a lot of the times it's like the agents who set those prices because if yeah. you, there was this one Walking Dead uh, cast member that I met, and we were on the convention floor and stuff like that. Uh, Chad Coleman, he was in The Wire and stuff like that and Walking Dead. Mm -hmm. And he walked past us and we were like, like, hey, Chad, like, what's going on? Like, you're awesome, whatever. And he was like, hey, and he like just talked with us for like a couple of minutes and like then took a picture. He was like a foot away from his table. Didn't care. He just liked meeting the fans. Like, he just loved being in that environment. You could tell people who just like are like, uh, give back to their fans and like sure. really care and as you should because like a lot of the times like fans are what going back to the not the the scream five whole toxic fandom thing like mm. fans do they drive like your narrative forward like if you come out if you know enough people say that you're a dick that's gonna like follow you around yeah like, it just, and it takes like <clears throat> takes no effort to be a kind person like, even if you're, like, encountering, like, some creep, at, on some level, he he or she, they love what you do. 
Mm-hmm. You know, just be nice for two seconds and then fucking <clears throat> walk away. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's unfortunate that those kind of kinds of things happen, but if I ever meet Tom Savini, I'm gonna be like, "You're a fucking piece of shit." <laughs> He's gonna be like, "What?" <laughs> oh man! So, Doug, you ready to watch some some trailers? Going off on some tangents. Let's go. It's all good. Uh, let's see. First one up, I think. Whoop. So this one comes out in like two weeks on Netflix. Uh, I've only seen this trailer once. I figured we could um, rewatch it together. And didn't see the trailer at all. You didn't? Uh, No. Okay. Perfect. I didn't even know this was happening until two months ago. I didn't know Netflix like acquired the rights to like continue the story. Yeah. Well, we are going to watch the trailer for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Ah, big sigh already. <laughs> All right, here we go. Is this the trailer for X? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Dragging the same. It's all dark and dreary. Oh, boy. Scratch up. Yeah, okay. What a terrible font to choose. <laughs> the aerial bold. <laughs> In 2022, the face of madness returns. When the movie broke my back. February 18th. I mean, all right. nothing really happens. The trailer yeah. doesn't look bad. No. There's just nothing Nothing happens. There's no it, really... It, it kind of looked like a remake of the 2003 trailer. Yeah, you know Because what? Uh, there was that scene where Jessica uh, Bill was in the wall and it got quiet for a second and then jump scare. Kind of that similar thing. That was actually a good remake. I did like that Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, I overall I enjoy it. I don't think it's a bad movie. I did an episode on it if anybody wants to listen to it. But yeah, um, check that out. Yeah, so they uh, they're remaking this again for the and the snake. Are they continuing it from the other movie that came out, or is it like reimagining of the first one? It is a requel. They're following back with the requel back with the requel, baby. They're ignoring all the sequels and picking up where the first one left off. But I thought they already did that. But I'm not sure this man, this, that franchise is a fucking mess. The, the, the whole timeline kind of doesn't make sense, even from like the second one. Like Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, you don't know how long that how long of a gap between the original and the second one is and the mm-hmm. third one 
there's no really explanation of where that is in time. So there's it's just like the, its own Texas Chainsaw universe where like time does not exist. Yeah, that would explain the second one, which so, is one of my which is one of my favorites in the franchise. So good. It's, yeah. it's so out there and crazy. Bill Mosley's so good in that. Bill Mosley, Caroline Williams is like one of the one of my fave uh, final girls. Uh, stretch. Yeah, music is my life. <laughs> you could. I feel. I feel like you could pull off a good, uh, good chop top. Feel like, feel like some metal in your head. Maybe I'll do that for Halloween this year. Walk around with a clothes yeah. hanger. Yeah, I guarantee. Just mark. Have like a tally up of how many people realize who you are. He's <laughs> like walking. So, so yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Hey, it could be good. You know. It's going to be, it's, well. it's on Netflix. So. But Fe- uh, Fetty Alvarez is doing it. So that Fetty Alvarez did the evil dead remake, which was bomb. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he did. No, no, that was Alex Aja who did the Hills of Eyes remake, which was also yeah. good. Fetty Alvarez. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's a prominent director. Yeah. There's he's some promise cool. there. So. At least you have, yeah, someone at the helm who actually, you know, cares about horror movies and has proven that he could remake a movie correctly because the Evil Dead remake was fucking cool. Yeah, and there's no trailer for this yet, but Evil Dead Rise is coming out. It's going to be on the Stars Network. So, Evil Dead, raise up, take your shirt off, spin around your head like a helicopter. I Looking bought that Pete Pablo album in 2002. <laughs> Along with Puddle of Mud, the same purchase. Oh, nice. That's a band we don't talk about enough. <laughs> Puddle of Mud? <laughs> I think we've talked, I think the world has talked about Puddle of Mud plenty. <laughs> and we've had enough. Yeah, we're good. So, yeah, uh, Texas Chainsaw. Looking forward ish to it. Could be cool. Interesting to see what's going to happen with that. Yeah, I don't know if they're gonna if they they're thinking about starting like a whole new trilogy if this one does good because Netflix really doesn't like release the numbers of how like these movies do. So really cool to find out if people are actually into it or if it's actually good. The synopsis says there's influencers that go into the house, which already makes me want to curl up and die. Uh, so the synopsis. Wait, really? That's what I read uh, yesterday. Ooh. Yeah. That's not a word you want to see in a synopsis. Influencers. Oh, no, no. This is like it's like BuzzFeed creating this movie. Ooh. What? All right, Doug, you ready to uh, watch another trailer? Let's continue. All right. So, have you heard of this movie called The Long Night? No. It's on. It's a Shutter original. Oh. And, and the it well. We're about to watch it. A lot of people are kind of tearing the trailer apart and possibly rightfully so. I feel, I feel like you're in the same camp just from that uh, delivery. Well, let's watch it together. Okay, here we go. This is yeah. The Long Night on Shudder. Just as a serpent sheds his skin, so must the world be cleansed of sin. Mr. Caldwell, hello? So that the next renewal can begin. Sounds like something died in here. 
Let's just get out of here. This whole thing is weird. I don't know what it is about this house. That's not like the best. I have to stay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You are Tana. We, the guardians of the long night, are your humble servants. Instruct us. <laughs> they were in my head. Why are we really here? For 5,000 years, the serpent has been the great equalizer, cleansing the evils of man. From the world with his venom. This ends now. I don't know, I kind of fuck with Joe Bar. All right, Doug. The long I night. I, <laughs> think, I, I think that looks pretty, pretty interesting. I mean, it looked, uh, it looked better on that watch, but the line where she's like, "There's something about this house. I want to stay." Yeah, well, the, the, the acting is like pure garbage. Like you can already tell. Like that dude is straight up. Like it looks like he's reading the lines off of like a post-it note on her head. <laughs> Um, but I, if you like insert a cult in a movie, you got me, uh, or at least I'll check it out. I don't know. It's, it, it had, I don't know. I got like a lot of like Lucio Fulci vibes from that, like modern day Italian cinema. I don't cults, know. Cults are so hot right now. They're so um, hot right now. Yeah. It kind of looked like Undertaker in the Ministry of Darkness. Yes. <laughs> Cut your wrist and drink the blood. Tell Midian to get that crucifix ready. Let's <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it had some cool looking imagery, and it visually it, it looks cool, but visually stunning. Yeah, visually stunning. Said by Entertainment Weekly. Said by some jabroni with a website. <laughs> some blogger who still blogs in 2022. Yeah. No, no, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, originals are kind of like hit or miss for me. Yeah, Shutter has some good stuff, man. I love, I love Shutter. Yeah, Bliss was dope. Uh, I watched Terrified last night. Oh, how was that? Argentina film, I believe. Uh, It was really good. I enjoyed it. Had some really creepy moments. I recommend it. Terrified, not Terrifier, on Netflix. Terrifier. Oh man. That that trailer came out, I feel like, two years ago for Terrifier it, 2. Yeah, Terrifier 2. Where the hell is that? Come on. At uh, the last Monster Mania that I went to, Damien Leone was he – had, he had like a table, like I guess like for his like effects company. No one cared. No one was going up to him and saying anything. And we were really? standing next to his table. He was just in like the regular vendor floor, not like with celebrity guests or anything. And we just like look over and we're like – 
that's the director of Terrifier. Mm-hmm. Just doing nothing. And he had like a sign on his table that said like, you know, autographs, pictures, $10, $15, whatever. But like no one, no one was at the table. I felt kind of bad. Damn. That's a bummer. Um, I know David Howard Thornton, who played Art the Clown, kills it at conventions. Oh, yeah. I, I, I really want to uh, meet him because I hear he's like very personable, very cool. Uh, just like all around good dude. Yeah. Former podcast guest. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's right. You yeah, the uh, the interview was on YouTube. If anybody wants to watch it, it was good. He's a really nice guy. Got to get him on again. Maybe I will when Terrifier Two comes out in twelve, in twelve years. Yeah, they're going to be in post production until eternity. Yeah. So the long night. Cool. All right. I'm into it. I'm into. I might, it. I might watch it. Did you, did you uh, recognize the uh, lead actress there? I was trying to figure out who that was. She was Laurie Strode in Rob Zombie's Halloween. Definitely would not recognize that. Scout Taylor Compton. Oh, that's her. Okay. Straight out Compton. That is her. Straight out of that trash remake. Hey, some people like it. A lot of people do. You just just don't like the Halloween series, Doug. Dude, I love the original Halloween series. How dare you? Do you like Halloween 4? Yeah. Okay. I, I like, dude, you put on any Halloween right now, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, I'll watch it. I'll watch <laughs> any of them. You know what? Let's watch them all right like, like, now. Marathon it right now. We'll be all right. Tomorrow. All right, Doug. Call out of work. We're, we're going in. All right. I'll, I'll, we can, I'll do it at work. All right, Doug, are you ready for trailer number three? Let's fucking go. Now, I figure that we've both seen this trailer. A lot of people have. A lot of people are hyped on this movie. There's honestly not a lot coming out in the next six months, so this gives everybody something to look forward to. We are going to watch the trailer for X, the A24, the new A24 joint. X going to give it to you. X going to give it to you. I am so pumped for this. I think I've only seen this trailer once, so let's jump in. Farmer's daughter, take one. I need to be famous, Wayne. All the best people are. Ain't nobody else out there like you. You know what? Because you got that X factor. That day's a struggle and may soon be over. Hollywood, here we go. <laughs> so this is it. Our own studio backlog. We're looking for a place to stay. Oh, yes, sir. That's my ugly son, bitch. Now, my wife, Pearl, is next door. So I would appreciate a little discretion. I just want Right. He don't know what we're doing, does he? Oh, it's better to beg for forgiveness and ask for permission. Would you like to come inside? What's your boss? I want to be in the movie. Well, you can't. The story can't just change midway through. If Daddy catches us, there's no telling what he might do. 
My wife is not well. It happens after dark. Are you all right? No. Let's find this inside. What do you think is on it? Let's see one goddamn fucked up horror picture. All right. I, this is the movie I am most looking forward to. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would say my most anticipated movie of the year, besides Halloween Ends. Hold your thoughts, Doug. Um, yeah, this looks good. <laughs> Garbage. I mean, huh? <laughs> but no, this look T T West, Ty West. How the fuck do you say his name? Ty West. Ty West. Ty is T Y. T Money. Right, uh, House of the Devil was so good. Yeah. And th it looks like it's following in the same footsteps as House of the Devil. The way he films his movies. I love it has like a really like gritty feeling and yeah. this looks no different. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> man, if they just threw Leatherface in this movie, there's your Texas Chainsaw remake. Exactly. Let him do it. And the good and honestly, if they did that, like you didn't like it was marketed as this movie X. It's kind of mysterious. Doesn't really have a name. And imagine like like that Leatherface pops up at the end and you're like, holy fucking shit. Like we just watched like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. Like that would be genius. That would be genius marketing. Well, I'd rather have a, a cool new original horror movie than have him wasted on Leatherface. Touche, touche. No. I'm, I'm with you there. Yeah. Uh, Ty West seems to always do original movies. Yeah, that's true. I never saw his other movies that he did besides House of the Devil. I was just looking them up. Uh, he directed VHS. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that, too. That was pretty good. Have you ever seen The Innkeepers? The Innkeepers? That's the one I didn't see. I really like that movie. Actually, right. I, I like that movie a lot. I've seen it a few times. It's a paranormal ghost movie that takes place in a hotel. These two amateur uh ghost hunters are they work at this hotel and they they're on the the late shift and it's really good it's got a little bit of comedy some some good jump scares but yeah check that one out i think i might check that one out at work today do it how do you watch movies at work on my laptop what do you do at work like <laughs> when you get there to oh, the to the music venue so when I'm like, so if I'm in like the box office, like alone, like I'm not usually in the box office because like we have other window sellers that do that, but we had a rescheduled show tonight. 
So there's going to be a lot of like refunds and stuff. And I pretty much just go there and work the whole day. Uh, so I have my laptop off to the side. I'm at like a window in a box office. So if it's slow, you know, I just leave it off to the side and like put on movies. I got you. But anyway, who, can- like, who canceled? Uh, no one could. Uh, we had, it was like some tribute band. They're called icons of vinyl. They were a tribute band to like Steely Dan. Oh, dad rock. Not rock movie. Yeah. Yeah. We have Thursday tomorrow. The band Thursday and Thursday. Wow, I didn't even know they were still around. Neither does anyone else because it sold like 400 tickets. Really? Yeah, it's going to be a little weird. So you see like you're on top of what bands pull, what numbers and everything. At least in the New York market or Long Island. How many tickets did the did uh, the Boomer Dad Rock Band pull tonight? Oh, like 200? Really? That's good. Dude, Long Island loves tribute bands. They, for, they sell the fuck for, out. For a tribute band? Yeah. Why not? It's a cheap ticket. You could spend your money on alcohol, which a lot of these uh, you know, uh, suburban white families do in Long Island. They get trash. They see some of their favorite music from yesteryear. And it's a good night. <laughs> God, I can't wait until that's like what I consider just a, a good night. You know what? That's a good night now. I would do that now. Yeah, I was going to say, like, yeah, that sounds like a good time. Yeah. <laughs> with, a, with a better band, though. Like a, tri- like a tribute band. I don't know. Tribute to Puddle of Mud. <laughs> Dude, I'll t- Scott Stapp sell- still sells like 1,200 tickets. I'm sure he does. Himself. Scott Stapp himself. Never stop believing. <laughs> um, I'm, always, I'm always believing in the step. So yeah, X going to give it to you by Ty West. T West. Uh T T Money. T Money West. Titty West. Look, it looks good. So please don't suck. A24 never disappoints, not to be a film snob or anything, but uh some sometimes they do. Did you see Lamb? I haven't seen Lamb yet. That's I the one hear- that's on my list. Yeah, I hear good things. I was disappointed in The Lighthouse. I, I did not like that movie. So I wasn't, I wouldn't say I'm disappointed. I applaud its originality and acting and everything about the movie was amazing. But I have no desire to rewatch it, you know? Yeah. I, I applaud it. It was great. It was uh, uh, an accomplishment in cinema, but that's where it ends. I don't want to watch it again. I'll ag- I'll agree with you there. Cinematography on point. Robert Eggers knows how to direct the film. Yeah, and Robert <clears throat> Pattinson is a great actor. So is Willem Dafoe. Like I, not, I wish it was a little. I just wish it would, they they gave us more. Just make a little bit of fucking sense. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Just a tad. With, with, without, you know, they, they could allure to mysteries and stuff like that. But, like, if you don't have the budget for something, just say it. I want to see some goddamn sea creatures. Mm, yeah, that would have been cool. Have you seen the trailer for The Northmen? The Northmen? Yes, I did. 
Yeah, it's like three and a half minutes long, so I'm not going to play it right now, but it looks really good. Not my type of movie, because uh, I, I hate that Game of Thrones type of shit. I'm not into that. I'm uh, usually, that's usually not my go-to either, but I hear Robert Eggers, I'm like, got to check it out. So he's the director that makes you like go out to the theater and you're like, all right, like I'm in whatever you do. I don't give a fuck if it's a soap opera. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's kind of like Ari Aster, you know, I'm like, wasn't a big fan of Midsommar, but I'm still going to go first day to see what he puts out next. Yeah. And you, you know, you're going to go come out of a Ari Aster movie feeling uncomfortable. Yeah. So you gotta, you gotta like reset your brain into going to see one of his movies. Yeah. And for the same reasons I said of the lighthouse, I apply that to Midsummer. Just never want to watch it again. I applaud it. Good job, but nah. A little they could have they could have cut a little bit of the fat off of that movie. Didn't need to be like three hours. You didn't watch the uh, the director's cut. No. Really? Somebody yeah. told me it was a lot better. So well, I don't wait. Um, you know what? Because I watched it a couple times. I might have seen the extended cut on Prime. I rented it. But I didn't get too far. I think I shut it off because I was too tired. And I never went back mm-hmm. to it. I might have put on the extended cut. But I didn't like really get any of the uh, extensions. I got you. Who knows? Maybe I'll watch it again one day. You, you, get like the, you buy like the Blu-rays and the Steelbooks and stuff like that. So you buy like the director's cut versions of I, all? I don't. No. Nah. I don't, I mean, hey, if I were a millionaire, yeah, that would be fun, but I'm not, so. Didn't you buy the um, the Halloween whatever edition? I, I buy, I pick up some stuff just to have it, but I'm not one of these guys that needs like every special edition release or has to collect every movie, you know. Not, not a I, just yeah i used to do that with dvds back uh back in the day had a pretty sick collection but yeah man i just i've got too many bills you know sometimes that takes precedence yeah unfortunately but you could buy it digitally for like four dollars you can't you can't uh fix you can't repair a house with still book movies (laughs) no you can't it will God knows I've tried, though. <laughs> Just nail them to my roof trying to patch up a hole. Yeah, and imagine when it's like 40 degrees over there and you have like a hailstorm. That shit is flying off. <laughs> oh, Maybe I'll try VHS tapes. I hear they're more durable. Now that VHS tapes are like Nokia brick phones. <laughs> you put that to your roof, it is, nothing is penetrating that. <laughs> That's great. Get, get, make sure you get the big box VHS tapes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, Doug. So this is not a trailer, but I want you to watch this just uh, just so you can talk shit. We are going to watch the alternate ending to Halloween Kills. What? Oh, what the fuck? I was all right. I was not fucking prepared for this. <laughs> I need to take some Advil because I know my headache. I'm going to have a headache after this. Uh alternate ending alternate ending i mean it's uh it's a similar ending but it is alternate you ready 
No. Take take some breaths. <laughs> I, I can feel your hate boiling <laughs> up. But I haven't even pressed play yet. He's right. You just have to mention Halloween kills, and that's it. That's all it takes. I know. All um, right. All right. Let's fucking go. Me one. To, oh, just refresh. I'm trying to remember how it ended. They basically gave Michael Myers like a Boston beatdown, and everyone got murdered <laughs> uh, in slow motion. Very soap opera-ish, if they're going to direct murders. Very murder she wrote. Yeah, then, so. Uh, Brackett said, hey, Michael, remember what I said? You're all entitled to one good scare, huh? huh? Oh. Nudge, nudge? Why do you remind me? Um, yeah, so that happens, but the alternate ending doesn't pick up there. So this oh. is just this is just when... So in the original ending, after that, Karen walks back to the Myers house and goes upstairs, and Michael kills her. Roll credits. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. All right. Are you ready, Doug? Let's fucking go. Okay. One second. Let's get this over with. Oh my god. <laughs> keep a keep a positive mind, Doug. All right, here we go. How badass does that look, though? Michael Myers looks great. That's not the problem with the movie. Here we go. Lori, where is it? All right, Doug, let your hate flow through me. First of all, she's walking through a packed hospital (laughs) with a fucking machete. A knife? Machete, like a a huge, large, obnoxious knife. I will say it's a cooler ending than the original when they just ended it with her getting murdered, I guess. But like... When did I'm just so confused when Halloween became like an action franchise? Like she basically took like a page out of Liam Neeson's book and taken and was like, "I will find you and I will kill you." Like I, I just don't buy it. I just don't buy it. I'm sorry. I love Jamie Lee Curtis. I I agree with you. Michael Myers looks badass. There's no problem with his mask. There's no problem with James Jude Courtney. 
It's just they're taking the whole franchise and changing it into something, and there's no atmosphere to it. It's not like it, there's no spooky atmosphere to it, which is what's the greatest uh, asset to Michael Myers, the whole Halloween franchise. It's just so eerie and spooky, and you have like this synth wave score that's going on a little bit. And I'm like, what? The score is sick. I'll, let me stop you there, bro. I like the score. It just, it just sounds like it's not, it doesn't belong in a Michael Myers movie. Well, John Carpenter made it. Talk to him. I, I will. When you pay $800 for his autograph, you can ask him. <laughs> if he ever does a convention again, I will say why. Well, I know why he fucking, uh, you know, endorses Halloween kills because he gets a fucking paycheck every time uh, they, they, they re- resurrect the Halloween movies. But I, I, I don't, I have so many, so many thoughts. Yeah. Well, I do like this ending better than, uh, than the theatrical where Karen gets killed and it's a hard cut and boom, Halloween kills. Curious to know why they went with the other ending as opposed to this one, because this would, a this is a better clip. Like, I feel like that would amp more people up. Because mm-hmm. it kind of had like a somber ending. Uh, yeah. If that's what they were going for, then they got <clears> it. <throat> the whole movie was kind of just a slog. But if they ended it like this, you know, it gives you something visually to look forward to. Because, I mean, you know what's going to happen anyway. But like seeing it on the screen would probably be better than uh, just watching Karen, who I don't know how some people connect with any of those characters from the newer movies. Like, I, I like I like Allison, Andy Matichak. I enjoy her as a character. I thought that they built on her character in Halloween Kills, and she's turning into a little badass that's gonna really shine in Halloween Ends. Well, you know I'm gonna buy the fucking ticket and be there on premiere night. Either way, no matter if I hate it. <laughs> so, well, let's talk about this. Um, Halloween Ends is set. Four years later, after Halloween Kills, which I think is totally the right move um, because you need some breathing room from, you know, Halloween Kills, they've always said was going to be more of a kind of action, blood and guts kind of movie. I'm hoping in Halloween Ends that they get back to what you're talking about with the atmosphere and just slow it the fuck down and let it breathe, you know? Get back yeah. to, and David Gordon Green did has said that it is going to be a different vibe in Halloween Ends. So maybe he means it won't be as chaotic and fast and evil dies tonight. If they say that one fucking time in Halloween Ends, I'm going to lose it. They had to know when they were writing that, that it was going to get... Crash. Like it's just so kitschy and catchphrasy, and the way the callbacks in the movie were just just heavy-handed. Like you didn't need some of that. It's just like remember when we said this in 1978? Remember we're trying to be as good as the original movie? Do you remember? Like no, you don't. You don't need that. But I gave I gave this director enough chances. Personally, I don't think he's the right dude for the job. I, I think I think it could have been. Handed to someone else to to give it a little more, a little more care. Like the Ready or Not guys, 
the way they did the new Scream. It had a, mm. it had pacing problems. I, I acknowledge that. I, a lot of these new horror movies are just so quick and doesn't give enough time to breathe, like you said. They could have been extended a little bit. Um, but with, Hall- with Halloween, I just think, again, personal opinion, it just it's just not done. Grant Michael Myers is great. Nothing wrong with Michael Myers. James Dude Courtney, great Michael Myers. He's brutal. The way he walks, menacing. Yeah, kills it. Pun intended. Just like the way they navigate the story and the directing, it's just like it just doesn't. I don't connect with it. I uh, yeah. I mean, those are valid points. Uh, yeah, I'm very frustrated with. 2018 and Halloween kills because God, there's so much they get right. And like, yeah, they get it. This is great. And then there's the obvious stuff like evil dies tonight. That is obviously bad. And just like the, yeah, it's terrible. And it's, like, and it, that whole angle, we're not in Halloween kills. It would have been so much better. If they I didn't think. go with like the, you know, the whole, um, the mob mentality aspect. Who knows what it could have been? Uh, yeah. I don't know how many people are in the writer's room thinking about what what serves the story better and who came up with that idea. I get they want to like bring it into modern day and like have like a subliminal message that about like what's going on in the world currently. But hey, guess what? This movie's about fucking Michael Myers. Yeah. You don't need to have a message in a slash movie. I'm sorry. There's movies for that, and I love when a story gets deep like that, like Get Out and Us and Jordan yeah. and Jordan Peele did that, executed it perfectly, but sorry. I, you don't yeah. need that in a Michael Myers movie. Even if you even if you wanted to put a message in there. It doesn't need to be as heavy-handed as that, because that was just like, holy shit. Like, yeah. so Platter, just like spoon feeding it to the audience, just grabbing your hair and just throw <laughs> a fucking spoonful of shit. <laughs> yeah, so, okay. You want to talk about- <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, it's it's fine. Um, I mean, hey, I, that's how I feel about Malignant. Um, hey, that we that hey. we watch that. Oh God, I almost pulled up a clip and put that in the <laughs> playlist, but I was like, man, I can't. That's too much heat for this one episode. You need, Maybe. you need a sound bite. You need a soundboard where you can just smash some buttons. Play <laughs> but um, all faults of Halloween Kills aside, it, we got a new movie in October. Let's stay positive. Ready. You know, don't bring that the negative Long Island energy up in here <laughs> just yet. Hey, I'm rooting for it. I'm rooting for all these movies I wanted to do good. I feel like you already hate Halloween Ends and you know nothing about it half true kind of <laughs> it's because i see the pattern i see the pattern unless dude they can surprise they can surprise me i'm ready i'm open i'm going yeah. into the movie theater with an open mind i want to like it i don't want to hate movies i want to love everything that i see but yeah. if it sucks i'm gonna say it sucks yeah well from the photo that jlc shared uh looks like she's got a new sassy haircut also yes uh i love so- it you got the Karen cut going on. Yeah, so maybe she's like, I hope that the story is she's kind of like moving on with her life or trying to. 
and she's not all Sarah Connor, uh, you know. Right. And then, well, yeah. this is what doesn't make sense to me now that you showed me that extended ending clip. She was walking out of the hospital with a knife yeah. saying, I'm coming for you, Michael. Yet Halloween ends takes place four years after. So, like, does maybe she, she can't find him. Yeah, or something like that. And then she no. just decides to move on. I don't know. I, You got me intrigued now. Yeah. Michael's crafty like that. He's like, huh. Call the shape for a reason. He's like, see you, Haddonfield. I'm out of here. And then he's going to come back four years later. Terrorizes again. I just don't like the, uh, the thing. The, again, I, I have to watch 2018 again because I just don't like how they just retconned the whole uh you know michael and Lauren. oh you mean like scream and all that and everything else that well, gets a free pass wait what happened in scream i don't know everything's like uh a recall or re you know yeah but scream was always meta so they could play on it that's like their playground i'm hey, saying you... like they they took away the most interesting part of the halloween franchise which is <laughs> You you give Laurie Strode this um this badass arc of her actually being related to Michael Myers, and that's the whole reason and driving force why Michael Myers is going after Laurie. And then in the new requels, Michael Myers just he's going after her for no good reason, and he just wants to go home. It's like what pick pick a thing that he's tailored to. Like, well, okay. they they say in Halloween Kills that it turns out that he's not after Laurie that he just wants to go home. Right. Yeah. But it's like, it's it's not about you. Sit down. But that's such a disservice to her fucking character. I don't think so. I mean, John Carpenter. Hold on. If she's not after, if he's not after Laurie, why the fuck is she going after him anyway? Because she killed her. He killed her. Oh my God. Oh, and by the way, Doug, I think you're forgetting that Michael and Laurie weren't related in the original Halloween. John Carpenter made that shit up because he was drunk and trying to get through a script. So he was like, ah, I guess they're related. And so genius happened. Because uh, that, that twist in the second movie, come on, you're going to tell me you yeah. didn't like jump out of your seat when you were like 14 watching it? Uh, no, I did it. I still I think it's kind of dumb. I still... I, <laughs> I think the sibling aspect um, hurts the franchise more than anything. I thought it was a dumb move. I think it's more effective that he decided to stalk Lori just because she dropped the key off at the Myers house. That's way creepier to me. Like, oh, he saw a random person and got fixated on her as opposed to she's my sister and I must eliminate my bloodline. (laughs) But that's just me. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 the creepy aspect of it, I just feel like that's, uh, has been done before. Yeah. What are you going to do, baby? Hey, you know, watch this shit anyway. Hey, after, um, I think I figured out why I don't love the new scream. How much time you got, Doug? Yeah, 15 minutes. 15 minutes. Okay. So I think I figured out why I'm not in love with the new scream movie. I think the uh, the reasoning for the killers doing what they did is kind of weak, and I don't know, like the whole fandom thing. That that was their fucking reason. 
I feel like with Scream, if you're going to come back, bring on this new team, call it Scream, you got to, there has to be like the killer reveal needs to be something that ties together Stu and Billy, maybe like a third person behind the scenes that was controlling them. There has to be like this big reveal, you know, like a holy shit moment. Not, we don't like the franchise. It's like, yeah, I, I totally fair point because if you're still, well, it's still, it's still kind of cool that. Hey Doug, don't spoil the movie. It's been out for two weeks. <laughs> don't say anything about Dewey's death. Don't say anything about. I forgot the killer's names right. What the fuck are their names? Um, uh, Amber. Oh, well, spoilers, everybody. Turn it off if you haven't seen the movie that's been out for two weeks. Um, Amber and Jack Quaid's Jack character. Quaid. Yeah, Jack. Quaid. Richie. Richie. There right? you go. Yeah, yeah, you're right, Richie. They're, don't don't say anything about them being the same. Well, uh, kind of keep it under wraps for another couple of years. Uh, we give enough people time to see it. Um, we should we should move on quickly before I say something. <laughs> All right. But um, yeah, yeah, no, I totally totally get your point. You wanted something uh, like so someone pulling the strings behind it would have been better. Kind of like feeding them information kind of like brainwashing them almost like a cult but i think the toxic fandom thing makes sense because like i said scream is always was always meta and they're always talking about like film culture and stuff like that and they want to speak on what's going on uh in cinema history today and it kind of makes sense because toxic fandom when it goes too far obviously it's exaggerated in the movie but people get really crazy like that and they kind of they find a way to bring back in uh, Nev Campbell and Sydney and Courtney Cox and Dewey because they want to bring the original people in. Yes, but that would make sense if it were Scream Five, Scream Five, or just a random ass sequel. But if you're coming in with new directors, it's first movie in ten years. You're calling it Scream, assuming you're rebooting the franchise in a way. The stakes have to be higher than that. Just toxic fandom. I mean, that's almost what they did in Scream 4. It's very close. Yeah, yeah, with the whole fame aspect of it. Yeah, it was just kind of a letdown. That's why it would be cool if they like decide to make a new trilogy out of this we could see like the real reason. Maybe there's like a whole, maybe they have a whole three film arc that where they introduce like, I don't know, Stu again, or uh, Kirby still alive or something like that, where they're like, gives more meaning to this movie. Yeah. Um, I don't know. A lot of, a lot of people had a little, uh, uh, Doug froze on me. Maybe he'll come back. <laughs> Doug, where'd you go? Hello, I'm here. Hey, there he is. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> Your internet couldn't handle the fiery rant you were going on. <laughs> it had enough. Both of our computers had not. <laughs> but uh what was I saying? Uh all the other motives in like the screen movies, they're kind of like eh. I but, you know. For all the shit Screen 3 gets, 
It's not the worst reveal, you know, since yeah, Sydney's lost brother. It's very soap opery too. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, the long lost brother that you never knew about that they never mentioned in any movie. But like, yeah, but before cool. the new one, there should have been a new aspect that got revealed. Something nobody saw coming. Well, I think I think they did that because not fucking Amber. Well, the killers and, weren't related to like any of them, which kind of makes it different, sort of. Even though in the second, well, the second one, yeah. Second one, you know, it was Billy Loomis's fucking mother. Billy's uh, one, mother. <laughs> dun dun dun! I'm gonna play that like dramatic music. Uh, but yeah, every other one, it was like it's someone close to or a relative to the main characters, and this was some, just fans. Yeah, straight up fans, and you kind of week. Know that fans are gonna go that far. <laughs> kind of week. week. Kind of week, in my opinion. You know, what do you think if it would have been Stu, would you have been surprised or were you, you would have been like, okay, that was too, like we saw that coming. No, I, when I was watching the movie, I was like, there's no way it's going to be Stu because that would be so badass and ballsy <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah, like, and that's why it's good because they subverted expectations. I, mm, I don't know. Just give me, give me Stu. Like, or if it's not Stu, like I'm, like I was saying, something that related to Stu and Billy, this unknown aspect, not disgruntled fans. But what are you gonna do? The movie's out. It's done. It's out. Oh yeah, <laughs> you can go see it. Didn't even know. Shit. You spoiled everything for me. Oh my god. Let me write a fucking Instagram post about it. Um so Scream Six. A very self-righteous one at that. Scream Six. What do you want to see out of Scream Six? Well, uh the ready or not guys, um, or radio silence. They said that they would love to go back and come back and do another one. And it killed it at the box office, so that'll likely happen. I'm ready. I want to see more Ghostface. I thought they, I thought they executed it perfectly. I would love to see, like you said, like an outside source as Ghostface, maybe Garth Brooks. Uh, <laughs> uh, that would throw everyone for a loop. If you really want to get outside the box, uh, it would be cool to see like Kirby come back since she has confirmed that she's alive. Um, it would be cool to see Stu again if they figure out how to like work that in. I mean, they they brought Skeet back. Uh, yeah, boy, did they ever! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> with with this rubbery Leatherface uh, mask CGI'd onto his face. So uh, awkward. It was very awkward. It was very rubbery. Yeah, not uh, a it not a fan. Like, I I want to see more Jenna Ortega. I want her to take. Yeah, one. yeah, I agree with that. Um, you were a fan of uh, Ready or Not, right? I was. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm just glad we finally got to see a biopic of the Fugees. That was cool. <laughs> um. <laughs> I mean, it's what we really. <laughs> oh man, the album still Fuji slaps. <laughs> Lauren Hill is one of the best MCs of all time. Come on. Hey, you know what? Bring back Lauren Hill as the killer. How about that? 
Um, <laughs> Let's make it diverse. I, I, <laughs> so yeah, we got a new scream. I'm sure that's going to happen at some point. Um, not a whole lot of news other than that. We have the new Jordan Pill movie. Still don't know what it's about. Nope. Yeah, nope. Kind of a weird name. Okay. Uh, Jordan Peele is another director who, after two movies, if you put out a movie, I'm going to go see it. Yeah. Because he has an interesting take on things. I like when he when he actually uh, is invested and isn't just like um, producing, kind of like the Twilight Zone series, the, the reboot of that. Because he didn't really – it was like presented by Jordan Peele. Mm-hmm. He wasn't writing it. Uh, I think he's. I think he's a brilliant writer from what from his two movies. Uh, very complex writer. So if he's writing this movie, I'm so into it. Rather than yeah. just the idea. Yeah, um, I am looking forward to it. I wasn't crazy about us. Thought it was okay. It was good, but I don't want to rewatch it. But it's I'm, a lot. It's a it's a lot of movie. Um. Yeah. I've seen Get Out like four times though. So. Get Out's great. Yeah. That's definitely a modern modern classic for sure. Well, maybe we'll get a trailer for that in a month or so. The, ca- the cast to- is really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's supposed to come out in the summer, I believe. We need some summer scares. These yeah. To look forward to. Yeah. So we'll uh we'll review the trailer up here for that. So down for that. Yeah. At the spook house. At the spook house. Hot ones, spook house. It's all the same thing. This mirror, this mirror, this mirror. <laughs> all right. What's going on in your life? <laughs> all right, Doug. Well, I think that about covers all the news and the trailers. So we will wrap this one up. But all yeah, right. this, this has been fun. We can do more watch alongs. You know, do some fun shit. Malignant so. watch along, so we gotta do that. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Halloween, <laughs> Halloween kills watch along and malignant watch along back to back. That's what we gotta play. I watched a few clips of Malignant last night when I was like, should I have put a few clips? And I was like, wow. This is bad. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta watch the whole movie. Oh, oh, is that what it? Oh, you got to watch the whole thing. You can't just watch the clips out of context. It is a a masterpiece of shit. I will give it that. You got to watch the entire entire (laughs) bowl of trash. (laughs) We will save that for another time, though. Um, Oh, hey, Doug, tell everybody about your T-shirt. Oh, business you got going on. We're plugging. Plug it. This feels like hot ones. Plug away. Uh, yeah, me and my friend uh, Holly, we came up with this T-shirt business called Glorified Garbage, where uh, we're just trying to make merch and designs of movies that we never really see have like merch, like Blood Harvest. We're doing that. Uh, we have a shirt that crosses over Scream and Euphoria. If anyone's like a fan of that, but like. Not knocking any other companies, but there's so many designs of like Halloween, Friday the 13th, and blah, blah, blah. We're just trying to do something different with like, be kind of like underrated horror gems that like we all just love and we don't see like enough merch for it. 
like tourist trap, love tourist trap, but there's like not a lot of like I want to wear t-shirts with tourist trap on it. And there's yeah. like Yeah. Well, yeah. My 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 brain damaged shirt is hopefully in the mail. Hey. I look I look forward to to yeah. rocking it. So so hyped to to hear what you think about it. Yeah. It's pretty solid quality. Nice. Yeah. Great uh, movie. Yeah. <laughs> awesome movie. One of my favorites. <laughs> No, you you really can't do like yeah like those concepts you can't even do anymore. Like I don't even know how that movie got greenlit. So fucking wacky. Yeah, first time I was, I've only seen that maybe once or twice. But when I saw it for the first time, like a couple years ago, I hate to say, I, I was like, this is my kind of fucking movie. <laughs> this is great. It's so weird. You can yeah, that, it's a good cover movie. You can put that on any time. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to rewatch that one. Um, all right. So yeah, everybody check out Glorified Garbage on Instagram. And uh, Doug, thank you so much for coming on. It's always a pleasure. Always love hanging, man. Yeah, man. All right. See you, everybody.